Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Tuesday, March 26th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, MPs vote to seize control of the Brexit process. Apple brings out Hollywood's biggest names to unveil a renewed push into digital services. And McDonald's makes another investment in its restaurant technology. Then, the FT's motor industry correspondent Peter Campbell explains why Volvo's chief executive is warning about self-driving cars. I'm Amy Keene, and here's the news you need to start your day. This is George Parker for the Financial Times from the House of Commons, where MPs have just voted by 329 votes to 302 to take control of the Brexit process. That's a defeat for the government by a margin of 27 votes, a big setback for Theresa May. It basically means that on Wednesday, MPs will start testing support for a number of Plan B's, alternative to Theresa May's unloved Brexit deal, which is currently stuck in a parliamentary standoff with Eurosceptic MPs refusing to back it. So we'll see these indicative votes on Wednesday to see whether there's support for a softer form of Brexit. Something called Norway Plus is one option being considered. But the pressure is now really on those Eurosceptics. Are they now going to back Theresa May's deal at the last gasp or risk the possibility that Brexit goes off in a totally different direction. Soft Brexit, Norway Plus, Customs Union, single market, or even that it's delayed for so long we don't get to Brexit at all, maybe to a second referendum. So the heat's on. It'll be fascinating to see on Tuesday and indeed on Wednesday whether we start to see some of those Conservative Eurosceptics who've been opposing Theresa May's deal now coming on board, realising that from now onwards things can only get worse for them. Apple unveiled its latest push into video, finance, news, and gaming yesterday. Good morning, and welcome to the Steve Jobs Theater. It was the iPhone maker's first product launch dedicated to digital services, not new hardware or software. As you can tell, today's going to be a very different kind of event. That's Chief Executive Tim Cook, who was joined on stage by some of the biggest names in Hollywood to announce what they're calling Apple TV+. It's a revamping of Apple's TV Guide app, and will now include the ability to subscribe to third-party services such as HBO. It'll also be available on smart TVs. The company is estimated to be spending $1 billion a year on amassing its own library of original programming, this as it takes on its more established competitors, Netflix and Hulu. It's also bringing some of those A-listers on board as partners, including Oprah Winfrey. Because the Apple platform allows me to do what I do in a whole new way, to take everything I've learned about connecting to people to the next level. Because they're in a billion pockets, y'all, a billion pockets. Apple announced a new $10 a month news app that combines magazines and a select few newspapers. There will also be a new subscription video game service called Apple Arcade and one physical product, Apple's first credit card, which will be offered in partnership with Goldman Sachs. The card will be issued on the MasterCard network and will be available in Apple Pay and as a laser-etched titanium card. The keynote on Monday marked the end of Tim Cook's years-long effort to boost Apple's digital media and cloud sales, all in order to reduce the company's reliance on the iPhone. And McDonald's has made another investment in its restaurant technology. The maker of the Big Mac announced yesterday that it would be buying machine learning specialist Dynamic Yield. People familiar with the matter said the deal was valued at about $300 million. 
The new technology will allow McDonald's to customize its menu displays to make suggestions based on things including the weather and the time of day. It can also assess how busy a restaurant is and suggest items that would be faster to prepare when the kitchen is busy, meaning McFlurry ice creams in the heat or sausage McMuffins at breakfast, for instance. The fast food chain plans to roll out the technology at drive throughs in the U.S. this year first and then overseas. Other tech-led initiatives it's tried recently include self-order kiosks, mobile phone ordering, and delivery via Uber Eats. And here's a story you might want to know more about. The chief executive of Volvo Cars has warned that the premature launch of self-driving cars could erode trust among the public and regulators and effectively kill off the technology. Tom Braithwaite, our company's editor, spoke to Peter Campbell, our motor industry correspondent, about the remarks. We have a responsibility, otherwise you're going to kill a technology that might be the best lifesaver in in the history of the car. And it has to be introduced with care. That was Volvo's chief executive, Horken Samuelson. Peter, he made these remarks in an interview he gave you in Gothenburg. Is he thinking of anyone in particular when he talks about car makers going too fast? So he was at great pains not to name any other companies. But his comments do obviously point towards companies such as Tesla that have released their systems quite early in their development. And also they called it autopilot, this system that drives itself on the highway. And this has led several of its users to use it incorrectly, taking their hands off the wheel, in some cases even watching films or reading books while the car operates. And there have actually been several instances where these cars have crashed and people have been killed as a result of this. So this is the kind of instance that I think he was referring to where if this technology is on the road too soon and it is involved in fatal accidents, then everyone else will be spooked by it. No consumers will ever want to get in the cars. Regulators will avoid allowing them on the roads. And the end result will be that we never actually get this technology to market where it is desperately needed to try and reduce road accidents. But I think one of the deaths we've seen was an Uber self-driving car, which was actually manufactured by Volvo, striking a pedestrian. How does he explain that? How does Volvo explain that? Yes, that's correct. So Volvo has a deal with Uber to sell them cars to be used in their self-driving pilot trials and eventually in their self-driving fleets. Now, the Uber in question was run by Uber, and in fact, it subsequently turned out that Uber had turned off many of Volvo's pre-programmed safety features on the car that would have likely prevented it hitting the pedestrian in order to install its own systems, which evidently didn't. So that was last year, and Uber has since then scaled back some of their self-driving testing. But, you know, I think that exactly demonstrates his point that there are dangers of putting systems on the road when they're not quite ready yet. Is there any sense in which Volvo is behind other companies that might motivate some of these comments? I'm thinking notably of Google, which seems to be, as far as we can tell, doing better at replacing human beings than other companies. Waymo, Google's self-driving unit, is considered certainly by most people in the industry to be far ahead of everyone else developing this technology. The problem is it's very difficult to tell actually how far ahead they are. There's very limited data on this. There's some data out of California of how infrequently a human has to take control of the wheel of one of these vehicles. And Waymo do have at least a couple of pilot programs with real people having regular rides around in Phoenix. But it's very difficult to tell really how close this technology is to being deployable at scale and in lots of different places. And there's certainly across the industry been a significant cooling about how seriously people think this technology can come to market soon. 
Now, Volvo is doing some of its own work in-house to develop self-driving technology. It's clearly not one of the front runners, although it does have a deal with Uber to sell them cars they will use for self-driving in the future. But I think Volvo's comments are probably really pushed by the company's heritage of safety. One of Mr. Samuelson's points in this whole interview was actually we think often of self-driving technology as a race. And that's exactly the wrong way to think about it. It's not about who gets to the finish line first. It's about, you know, when we do eventually get to the finish line, it's important that the technology works and that nobody tries to get to the finish line early and in doing so scuppers the race for everybody else. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today we'll be watching Paris, where French President Emmanuel Macron will host a meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping, German Chancellor Angela Merkel, and European Commission President Jean-Claude Juncker. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.